This is ESPN Radio. I don't know if I can ever trust anything that real Jay Weezy has to say when it comes to Jay Williams. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and ESPN U. See, this is what happens when you allow stuff like that to fester and then you can't control it. Then it just becomes a wildfire that you can't rein in and you just got to have it run all over you. That's where I'm at right now with Jay Williams and crew giving me the Hot Sauce Freddy nickname. I mean, it's not up to you at this point. It's out of your hands. You're right. Uh, that is the nickname. You didn't choose it. But it's the one that you have been given in life, Freddie Coleman. Thanks. It is what it is. There's no hope for me is what you're There's telling no me. There's no hope. It's done. Hot sauce, Freddie. It's stuck. <laughs> it's sticking. It has stuck. Oh. It's a good nickname, frankly. And at this point, you just have to embrace it because you can't, you, can't you can't stop the wildfire. It's raging out of control. But, but what happens if I decide not – if I keep fighting it? Am I going to get worn down? Yeah, it's a it's a one man fight against the entire world. I mean, you're (laughs) internationally known at this point as Hot Sauce Freddy. So it's you against the world. In the famous words of Tupac Shakur, you're losing that battle. Hate to tell you, the world is too big. The world is too big. It's too fast. Hot Sauce Freddy is taking on a life of its own. There is there is no defeating it. Yes, you're right. Maybe I just just give into it, just lean into it, even though I've been trying to do everything not to do something like that. Yeah, I guess that's going to be my lot in life, no matter what, when it comes to that and that nickname being given to me by two people who I know care about me, but I wonder <laughs> how much they cared about me by giving me that kind of nickname. Either way, we're going to lean into 55 days left before the NFL season. Kansas City Chiefs take on the Detroit Lions that kicks things off that Thursday after Labor Day. That gets the whole season started when it comes to 2023 in the National Football League. And yeah, there's no doubt that it's Kansas City up here in the AFC, although the gap is really close. And it's Philadelphia up here in the NFC. And the gap may be closer than people think when it comes to teams, when it comes to competing. I think the 49ers are right there, to be honest with you, at least on paper going into the season amper with the Philadelphia Eagles. But it seems to be no doubt that Jalen Hurts is getting that love as the best quarterback in the NFC and how people are going to see who can really catch up to him. Although many people believe Dak Prescott should be the odds-on favorite to be number two, but we've seen Dak Prescott not play well in playoffs. That kind of leads people to having a little pause in that conversation. I mean, who's starting week one for the San Francisco 49ers under Setzer, right? Now, that's a really good question. They've got a lot of questions at that quarterback position because of the injuries to Trey Lance and the injury to Brock Purdy. Now they bring in some extra help again, but we could be in a situation where we're seeing again – for the 49ers, multiple quarterbacks throughout that season run that offense. And yes, it looks pretty good under Kyle Shanahan's system. Can they keep up that pace? That's my concern for me with the 49ers is once again, we have questions about whose team that is at that quarterback position. Although we all think that that team is a good team and certainly has an excellent coach and has some excellent pieces there around whoever ends up playing quarterback. I do think the conversation behind Jalen and frankly behind the Philadelphia Eagles gets interesting because it's not just Jalen Hurts that you believe in, right? It's it's the Eagles generally that you believe in. But the gap to me, is it as wide? Like if I tell you this season, it ends up being the Cowboys or it ends up being the Vikings that actually get it done in the postseason. Any of these other, the Detroit Lions, you know, take that next step up. Would it shock you if one of these teams overtook the Eagles? Because for me, we have a very small sample size with the Jalen Hurts Eagles. And as phenomenal as they were this past season, we already discussed it. Easiest schedule in the NFL when we reevaluate that schedule. Oh Everything went right for that Eagles team. Not to take anything away from it, but luck has a lot to do with how these things play out in the NFL. And it feels like any of these teams are up for grabs in the NFC. I will say this, and I've said it time and time again, and I keep be- being proven correct each and every year. 
The NFL is not a, not a year-by-year league. It's not a game-by-game league. It's a second-by-second league, period. You can be at that team one year, or you can be that team for one week or a couple of weeks in the NFL. Then an injury hits here. You get into a bad patch, and all of a sudden you're fighting for your lives to get into the playoffs. Or you can have the New York Giants had last year. Nobody thought they were going to do anything that Daniel Jones in the final year of his contract was not going to be any kind of quarterback. You look up, that team made the playoffs when they playoff game on the road versus the Minnesota Vikings. So it is definitely, definitely fair to put that defeat of the Philadelphia Eagles because look at the Minnesota Vikings, all those one-score wins that happened, la- that happened last year. In the NFL, that's not going to happen again. Those things don't happen in back-to-back years. And with the Eagles getting everybody's best shot because now they're a team that people are circling and say, yeah, those are, those are some bad boys out there in Philadelphia. We better bring out a game. So invariably, they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I don't know if that's going to be the case, Amber, for a Jalen Hurts who seems pretty motivated to prove to people what he's believed all along. Not only he can be a good quarterback, but he can be a franchise quarterback. He can be a great quarterback. He's not there yet, but he's getting closer and closer to that than more people want to admit when it comes to Jalen Hurts, no matter what happens this year with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023. I mean, we went into this past season with a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts. Is he the guy in Philadelphia? We were actually asking that. No one's asking that here on the back end of last season. So as we roll into next season, the expectation for Jalen has shifted, but so will also the game planning for Jalen from those defenses, right? No one is going to be taking this Philadelphia Eagles team lately. No one is going to be sleeping on what Jalen Hurts can do at that position. So yes, he has taken a step every year that he's been in the league. It's still a small sample size in terms of the showing of his greatness. So is it sustainable? Can he keep it up? And is he going to find himself in more competition? That looks like a very weak conference right now compared to the AFC. But we saw it play out last year. The divisions that we thought were going to be so tough in the NFL last year ended up not being tough in the NFL last year, right? And vice Vice versa. And so this thing is unpredictable. It's what makes the NFL so incredibly fun. There's probably some team in the NFC that you and I haven't even named in the discussion for second best team or second best quarterback in the NFC that maybe comes on and takes everybody by storm. That's essentially what happened with Jalen Hurts this past season. We'll see who it happens for this next season. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Who is the second best quarterback? In the NFC, weigh in. We'll give you our thoughts in a second, but you can weigh in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, two time Super Bowl champion. He joined us about thirty five minutes ago, and he says when it comes to Jalen Hurts being number one, there's no doubt. But he also has no doubt that this guy is number two. Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff had a great year last year. I think people, you know, he's kind of under the radar. The one thing I say about Jared Goff when he is protected. Jared Goff can throw the ball as well as any quarterback in the National Football League. And the one thing about the Detroit Lions, they have an elite offensive line. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And last year with Ben Johnson as the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff arguably had his best season as a pro. So, um, you know, there's a lot of – you could throw Kirk Cousins out there. Obviously, you know, I just threw out uh, Jared Goff. But I think Jared Goff you could make the case that he might be the second-best quarterback out there. All right, Amber, who's the second-best quarterback, mm-hmm. in your opinion, in the NFC? It's funny because what Damian Woody said there keeps coming up for you and I when we have this conversation. I mean, we've had several callers and several tweet- several tweeters uh, who have also nominated Jared Goff. It's a mouthful somehow for me, Freddie. Uh, you that have nominated nicely, thank you. Tweeters. <laughs> well, if you, you know, when you enunciate, it helps, right? <laughs> Jared Goff 
is a nomination that has come up surprising in a surprising amount of times, frankly. I, I If you pull the numbers, it makes a lot of sense. Right. He did have a very good season this past season. That Detroit Lions team, though, is a team that people expected to take a huge leap. Last season, I think by those standards, maybe not Jared Goff, but around him, you could call that 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 performance, I think, somewhat disappointing by a Lions team that I kept hearing from everybody. Oh, they're this huge sleeper. You know, they're going to make a run here in the postseason and certainly only won nine games last season. Nevertheless, you could see Jared Goff cementing himself as that second-best quarterback going into this season. That's not an outlandish take. I probably would have Dak in that conversation. By the numbers, Jared Goff was better last season. By the numbers, Kirk Cousins was much, much better uh, this past season. But there's something about Dak for me, and it's not just based on this past season because this conversation Conversation's obsolete if we're just basing it on this past season. But I think overall, Dak's body of work, I still trust him more than those other two guys. But a very strong argument to be made for Kirk Cousins and for Jared Goff. Leon in the great city, Washington, D.C., wants to weigh in on this at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Leon, who is the second-best quarterback in the NFC and why? The second-best quarterback is Dak, just based on, like you said, the track record. But you said it might be somebody who y'all haven't mentioned yet. If they can find a way to make a little bit of noise in a weak division, Justin Fields. Okay, with the Chicago Bears. In terms, that's completely fair. In terms of talent, hopefully for his sake, they're not going to run him out of the league, meaning Mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears, because that is the one thing that I worry about, that Justin Fields going out there each and every week, wanting to prove that he can play that position. To me, he's already cemented that. I know he can play that position. But now if you're the Chicago Bears, you got to put guys around him because I know he can throw the football. I saw that Ohio State. I don't think he's lost that skill getting to the next level in the National Football League. They need to put competent guys out there around him to be that kind of playmaker that I believe he can be for the Bears to go from 3-14 and 14 to maybe a 7-10, and 10, maybe 8-9. and nine. That is not out of reach if they're able to do that and accelerate his progress, and he can do that and having weapons around him, at least better weapons than what happened last year. No, maybe an eight-win season isn't out of reach. I don't know if that catapults them into you know second best no. in the conference kind of no. conversation, even if Justin Fields himself has a great individual season. Sort of like the conversation we're having coming off this past season with Jared Goff, right? Because like mediocre team, and like yes, he had a very good season, but he's not necessarily the first player we think of in part in terms of that conversation. I do. I'm high on Justin Fields. This is a prove it year for Justin Fields. He's not the guy of the coach. He's not the guy of the GM, right? They all inherit Justin Fields. He's got a lot to prove. The problem is for Justin Fields. I think he can prove that he should be at the helm there in Chicago. The problem for Justin Fields is I don't know yet if he has the weapons around him to truly show us he's the second best quarterback in that entire conference. So not even necessarily a knock on Justin Fields. I do think he's going to do much better this season than people expect, but that's lofty expectations for a team that was ripped all the way down to the studs. I can't remember in recent memory in one conference where any quarterback that you like has a lot of yeah buts about him. You can go with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, New York Giants with Daniel Jones, even Jalen Hurts a little bit, the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a yeah but can he do it again in back-to-back years like we saw last year? Same thing in Chicago with Justin Fields, Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions, Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers. What is that going to look like? Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings. You even go to the San Francisco 49ers, whoever's going to play quarterback, whether it's Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or Sam Darnold. They get him to the Carolina Panthers. I can't remember even contenders, Amber, having a yeah but about them at the quarterback position. That could be the, the reason that they do get in, have a deep run, or they don't get in and may have to reevaluate their guy going into next season. 
Although we would have said, yeah, but about Jalen Hurts the season before, right? And now there's yeah. no, yeah, but not ab- as many about yeah, Jalen Hurts or, or the Eagles. And, and they found themselves in a Super Bowl. So some of these guys could go from, yeah, but is my point, I yeah. guess, to yeah. no buts about it. <laughs> no if, ands, or buts no about if, that. No if, ands, or buts about <laughs> it. When it comes to Amber locking in about <laughs> who she believes the second best quarterback in the NFC, she believes that it is Dak Prescott. But there's a but about that when it comes to her. Don't forget, locking in is brought to you by Gorilla for the toughest jobs on planet earth there's a quarterback out there in the nfc that we haven't really talked about but boy oh boy his favorite weapon might not be their week one which could put even more pressure on him we'll get to that next freddie come and Amory wilson together this morning on espn radio and espnu this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. This is ESPN Radio. Well, Saquon wants his bag. The Giants want to keep him, but not at that price. So now what? Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 ESPN, you presented by Progressive Insurance. Monday is D-Day, and the potential is there that when that D-Day happens, that Saquon Barkley and New York Giants will not have a new contract deal, which means that the possibility could be there. He might not be there for week one. Let's bring in Jordan Renan. Does a great job covering the New York Giants. Hit him on Twitter at Jordan Renan. That's R-A-A-N-A-N. Jordan, what is the latest with D-Day happening less than four days away between the Giants and Saquon to work out a deal? Yeah, I mean – the more you talk to people and you try to read the situation, you're like, wow, you know what? There is a real possibility that a deal does not get done here. And like, if you told me that several months ago, I would have been surprised. I mean, Saquon was, you know, their offensive MVP. You know, he, he carried the team the first, what, nine weeks of the season. I think he had at least 70 yards rushing in seven of those nine games. I mean, he was their offense for a while that he wants to stay in New York, like, He's from Pennsylvania. It's not a far drive for him to be home. He's made a home in New Jersey. 
it all makes sense. But then you look at it in the Giants and this new regime under Joe Shane, they're big into putting a value on a player, right? Using uh, algorithm algorithms and analytics and everything that you throw into the pot and you come up with, this is the value of that player. And you're seeing here, again, that they're sticking to that and they're not going overboard in regards to, all right, what are we going to pay Saquon Barkley? Who, by the way, happens to play the running back position. We know how that works. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that optimistic right now. But again, they have until Monday, 4 p.m. And you have to remember, think back, Daniel Jones, that deal with Daniel Jones came what? Minutes, just minutes before the deadline uh, of the start of the new league year where they had to either put the franchise tag on him or put the franchise tag. That's how it landed on Saquon, right, or, or Saquon. Yeah, nothing says deal like deadline, right? So we'll see if they get moving there on Monday. Jordan Renan joining us, ESPN, NFL Nation, Giants reporter. So, Jordan, you mentioned there, though, Saquon at times was seemingly their entire offense. Mm -hmm. There's a money component, obviously, to this conversation. But let's take that off the table for a moment, and let's just focus on the actual football component. Who needs who more? Do the Giants need Saquon more, or does Saquon need the Giants more? The Giants need Saquon more, I mean, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. You look look at... You know, I'm sitting out there, and I'm sitting at practice in the spring, and you're looking out on the field, and you see a wide receiving core, which doesn't have a true number one, right? So probably below average wide receiving core. Yeah, they have Darren Waller. He's a tight end. He's their number one receiver, so that, that helps for sure. You look at their offensive line, below average probably as a whole, at least going into the season. You look at the running back position. You have Matt Breda. Gary Brightwell, and fifth-round pick Eric Gray, okay? And then Daniel Jones, whatever you want to say about Daniel Jones, he's not Patrick Mahomes. What does that offense look like without Saquon Barkley? And the answer is it's not a very good offense, right? It's not going to scare anyone, that offense, is with those weapons and the pieces around Daniel Jones. So, I, in my opinion, it's clearly the Giants need Saquon more. Now, it, it does help for Saquon that the Giants would probably pay him more than and then other teams for reasons that you know go beyond just what he does on the field. He's the face of their franchise. He has been. Uh, he's uh, the leader in the locker room. Like that helps him. But there's not a huge monetary value to that. That's what we're learning here. One of the things about that, and anytime we always talk about this, we know that money is undefeated. That is something my boy Q 100%. Myers, who works in Las Vegas, talked about. He said, Freddie, no matter what happens, Mother Nature, Father Time, and money, all undefeated. They've never lost any battles. The Giants are playing a game of chicken money being undefeated here when it comes to Saquon Barkley. Dangerous. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter, no matter what happens, what does this mean in terms of, let's say, if he decides to play in the franchise tag? How much could this be, Jordan, the last season with Saquon Barkley in a Giants uniform? If he plays on the franchise tag, I think it's most likely his last season with the New York Giants. I mean, there's he's not going to feel good about that, right? I mean, that's very clear. He's made it clear he wasn't thrilled with the franchise tag. Uh, he hasn't been thrilled with the way the negotiations have been going. And really, more more than that, the way he was por- is being portrayed throughout the negotiations, right? In right. his mind, and he used the word when he had a, a football camp several weeks back, greedy, right? It's made him the report, stuff that's out there. Because you could say he's turned down $14 million a year. There could be $1 million guaranteed, right? Obviously, it's a reach. That's not, that's not reality of how it works. But that's his point, is that the guaranteed money part of it hasn't 
been out there the whole time. And so things can be, be portrayed differently than they actually are. The key number, and I've been saying this all along, and the, the key point is guaranteed money. The key number is $22.2 million. That's this year's franchise tag plus next year's franchise tag. The Giants would have that option to use it on him again. Good luck if they franchise tag him this oh, year yeah. to use it again next year. Uh, but if they do $22.2 million, in order for a deal to get done, the guaranteed money basically has to start at that if you're looking at it from Saquon's perspective. And obviously to this point, it hasn't reached that point. And so here we are, nine months after they started negotiating – negotiating nine months wow we're sitting here and really there hasn't been a lot of progress not a lot of progress 72 hours roughly yeah. right to go <laughs> Give it for them a to make that a lot progress. can happen in 72 hours <laughs> a lot can they can you ever go to vegas for 72 hours well, a lot true. can happen in vegas in 72 All hours you can do in vegas by the way word to the wise 72 <laughs> hours you get the hell out jordan renan joining us here on espn radio amber wilson wrong. and freddie coleman so jordan we have been having the conversation of who is the second best quarterback in the nfc if we assume that jalen hurts right now is everybody's number one quarterback mm. in the nfc would Daniel Jones be part of that conversation? Yeah, the NFC quarterback situation is not great, huh? No. So, no, no. Yeah, I guess he has to be part of that conversation. I have a hard time at this point, and I know Giant fans would be like, come on, he, he turned the ball over last year. But Dak Prescott, over an extended period of time, has already proven you know, that he's done more than Daniel Jones. Let's say, I'll say that, right, at this point. So – have a hard time throwing him over Dak Prescott at the moment. So let's just start right there in their own division. He, in my opinion, he's probably number three entering this year. He certainly closed the gap, Daniel Jones, over the past uh, 12 months. But it's hard for me to throw him over Dak Prescott at this time. I'm also bigger on Kirk Cousins than most people. And I know people like, Kirk Cousins, this, that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kirk Cousins is thrown for what? 30 touchdowns, something like five times in the last seven mm-hmm. years. I mean, he deserves some respect. You're not a scrub if you do that, right? You, no, no scrub is going out there and having the success that he has. And I get it. it people like to pick on him. He doesn't come up big in, in, in big spots. And, he, you know, he, he crumbles. And he, they, he led the league last year, I believe, and come from behind victories in, in the fourth quarter. So we've got to give him some due. I got I give him some credit. He's in that conversation as well. You know who sneakily is in that conversation, I guess, as more as I think about it? It's Geno Smith. Oh, Seattle. Made the Pro Bowl. Like, he played great last year. If he does that again this year, I mean, if Geno Smith has the same year he had last year and does it again, he's probably – I would probably say he's number two. If, if him and Dak Prescott have identical years and Daniel Jones as well, it's Geno Smith. Which would be a surprise. Yeah, well, based on how he played last year, and maybe Pete Carroll was right. Maybe Russell Wilson was the problem and not everybody else in that Seattle organization. And he's got more weapons now over there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, no Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Geno Smith. I mean, look who they got in the draft when they got in Jigba out of Ohio State to go with DK Metcalf. Yeah, he will not lack for weapons in Seattle. We may see a bump up from him. That's a good call. Hey, Jordan, great stuff, my friend. Enjoy the weekend as well. Keep us updated, all right? You got it. We'll, we'll be here till Monday. I'll be sleeping here in this room here. <laughs> Huddle, huddle room. Deal, you guys, you guys know how the huddle room looks. It's, it's, yes, it's, we do. It looks like a little small bedroom. It, 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 it's really like, it's like a twin rug, mattress. It's like a rugby huddle than a football huddle. <laughs> <The> huddle <laughs> right, it's smaller than a closet. But yeah, the deal yes, will come is. down Monday at like 3.50 p.m. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be here at 3.59. Oh, right. You know right. when I'll be leaving? At 4.01. <laughs> yes, exactly. You'll be paroled from the huddle room down at the seaport. No doubt about that. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you, my man.
Jordan Renan, ESPN, NFL reporter for the Giants. Hit him on Twitter at Jordan Renan, joining Freddie Coleman and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. So the blame game when it comes to James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers, and James Harden. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. 76ers fans just want their team to get out of second round and get to the NBA Conference Finals. That'll be progress to them, although that wouldn't exactly fly in the basketball city, in the brotherly love city. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80, and don't forget about us on ESPNU. Let's bring in a man who does a great job, not only as a former Sixers head coach, but also the NBA Sports Philadelphia Sixers analyst. He is Jim Liner, and joining us here all with Freddie Coleman, Amber Wilson. And Jim, when you hear the words that James Harden feels disrespected by the 76ers, and the NBA, but not getting the extension that he wants. What goes through your mind when you heard that? Well, it's uh, kind of a conflict that I'm not sure uh, has uh, like a, a real good resolution from the Sixer perspective, Freddie. Uh, you know, James Harden, I know they fell short, but he's a, a key part of this roster. And replacing him, if he's not here, no easy task. Certainly no easy task, Jim. Uh, they need his help. They needed those 40-point game performances this past season, but it didn't amount to much. It amounted to another second-round exit for the 76ers team. Who is to blame, if I make you choose one person, for the lack of success of this Sixers team? Uh, that's a tough question, Amber. Uh, I would say it this way. Uh, Harden was in two of the seven games against Boston. Now, I think that's uh, like, that's the litmus test. That's what you have to look at. Forget the regular season. Forget round one against uh, uh, Brooklyn. It, that, that's a given. So uh, when the rubber meets the road, that's the Boston series. Harden was phenomenal. I, I use the word advisedly. He had 45 points in game one in a game where Joel Embiid was out with the injury. He had 42 points in his second game. But what what really, uh, if you ask me to describe Harden's play in the Boston series, seven games, it was feast or famine. Right. I mean, his last two games, uh, it, it really, if you, if you took a pen and say predict what Harden's numbers are going to be 
in game six and game seven. Game six, a home game to close out the series. I mean, it's inexplicable that a player of his caliber could come up so short. I mean, that's just what the, what the deal is. Great stuff by Jim Lyman, who coached for the Philadelphia 76ers, now part of the NBC Sports family as a Philadelphia Sixers analyst, joining Freddie Coleman and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. Doc Rivers, who was fired by the 76ers, talked about the challenge of coaching James Harden. You know this NBA game well, extremely well, Jim. How would Jim Lyman coach James Harden? Uh, I would say similar to the way Doc Rivers did, in all honesty. Uh, not because I like Doc Rivers, the guy, but I thought he did a very, very good job in terms of getting the best out of both Harden and Embiid, that it was the best pick and roll in the NBA. I mean, don't even debate that. Right. Uh, I think Doc did a great job in, in getting, you know, you have to, to, to get the most out of players. Uh, you have to put them in situations where they have a chance to succeed. And I thought that Doc did that with James and Harden, give him credit, I think he bought in, and to a degree, he reinvented himself. Here's a guy capable of scoring 45 points in a playoff game against the Boston Celtics on the road without his counterpart, the MVP in the league, and yet he averaged 14 shots a game. I think he sacrificed part of his game, did Harden, to get the best out of Joel Embiid. I think you have to give Doc Rivers a lot of credit for that. Doc Rivers gets credit for that. Uh, not enough credit, though, to save his job there in Philadelphia. Jen Lyman, NBC Sports Philadelphia Sixers analyst, joining us here on ESPN Radio. So a new era there for the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't know if James Harden, frankly, is going to end up being part of that new era or not. We do know Joel Embiid is, of course, going to be part of that, the reigning MVP. Do you think he can get over the hump and at least find himself in a conference finals this season, Jim? I think they can, Amber. Um, This might sound uh, like a bit of a contradiction. During Joel's tenure, they've not been out of the second round. That's fact. Mm -hmm. But despite that, I'm going to make the statement they've been very close. I think if they win that game six here at home against the Celtics, I think they're in the NBA Finals. I think they would have beaten Miami. Uh, Going back, uh, there's a, a history, a litany of Joel's injuries. I think a lot of that, uh, let's say a good portion of that, just bad luck. This guy's a very competitive guy. As you guys know, he's a huge guy. Uh, When he gets airborne, which he does a lot at the defensive end of the court, you know, he goes into the air seven feet, one, 285 pounds in a blink, (laughs) flat, boom, he's in the air. And, you know, people talk about his injury. To me, his biggest problem with respect to injury, if, if you eliminate the freak injuries, is when he's airborne. The problem with Joe, when he's airborne, he has to land. And that massive frame coming down, people get underneath him, and he lands on him. I think they got the right guy in Nick Nurse, Jim, as a head coach, that he doesn't take any guff. He knows how to create offensive basketball. He knows how to put guys in great positions to score the basketball. And he's not bad on the defensive end. If I'm James Harden, I'm not even thinking about trying to push my way to Philadelphia and go to the Clippers. I think Nick Nurse can be the right guy to unleash a James Harden better in the playoffs than what we've seen. What say you? Yeah, I think I would agree with you. Uh, I don't know uh, Nurse personally, but I've admired uh, his work from afar. Uh, I thought when he won the the, the NBA title a few years back with Toronto, it was one of the all-time great examples, really in sport, in professional sport in my opinion, in a guy thinking outside the box 
Yeah. I mean, I sit and watch the finals, and I'm saying, I, I think he's like Matt. I, I was, I mean, obviously I've seen a, a little basketball over my time. He was playing some triangle, too. He was guarding <laughs> two players, and three guys were playing a triangle zone. I mean, you see that in a junior high school game. Well, guess what? It worked even at the highest level. And Nurse is not afraid to assert himself like that. And I think with that kind of thinking and his whole approach, he brings a certain credibility. I think these players will look forward, like, what's he going to whip out of that bag today? And I think that kind of setting, I think it bodes well for this team. Jim, going back to James Harden for a moment, it, by all accounts, he wants to trade. Apparently, he still wants to trade. Even though he opted in, Daryl Morey has the control. In your best guess, is James Harden a Philadelphia 76er this entire season? Uh, best guess. Uh, I'm going to say uh, go against the grain here, Amber, and say yes. If you look at Morey's history, uh, I, I think go back to the Ben Simmons situation. Uh, from a coaching perspective, that would have been intolerable for me, having been in the building. He wants to be traded, and he, when I say he was going through the motions, you can take that phrase to the bank. Was he at practice? Yeah, in the beginning he was. Sometimes was he on the court? Sometimes yes. But, I mean, strictly going through the motions. You could have had a mannequin, you know, on wheels <laughs> doing what Ben Simmons was doing at some of those practices. That's simply a statement of fact. So Maury, uh, he's shown that he's uh, till he gets what he wants. He wanted James Harden at that time from Brooklyn, and he was willing to wait despite the very uncomfortable circumstances, you know, that existed for a coach and for a team. And probably what it really comes down to, if the Sixers feel that their team with Harden, let's say, sitting aside, and this is just speculation on my part, he's here, but let's say not playing, uh, can they still get themselves in a position? where they're a solid playoff team. Because, you know, once a real good team like the Sixers, who they will be come, let's say, mid-May, they just have to be in the playoffs. It's not about seeding for me. So, yeah, I expect that that the Sixers will wait this out. And over a course of time, I just have a feeling. Harden's a competitive guy. Obviously, we know he badly wants a ring. And I think that this is his best chance of getting one. By the way, for those who don't know, Jim Lynham is 81 years of age and still sharp as a bleeping tack when it comes to talking about basketball and the Sixers and everything else. Does a great job as an NBC Sports Philadelphia Sixers analyst, the great Jim Lynham, joining us here on ESPN Radio with Freddie Coleman and Amber Wilson. Jim, keep up the great work. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much, and you take care and be well. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. 
on the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow, touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five MVP candidates. Now, back when Amber Wilson, my esteemed co-host, I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel in ESPN, where she gave her top five MVP list back at 645 Eastern time. She had Trevor Lawrence of Jacksonville at number five, Lamar Jackson of Baltimore at number four, Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets at number three, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals at number two, and Patrick Mahomes, the king of the hill, at number one of the Kansas City Chiefs. My type five looks a little bit different. We start with number five. I think Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, is going. I can't believe it's saying that guy's going to rebound from throwing over 30 touchdown passes last year and was that guy, but he did have those turnover problems, 15 interceptions, seven fumbles. I think not having that kind of pressure on him because I thought Buffalo succumbed to that pressure early on being the hunted instead of the hunt. I think at times he put too much on himself and made some ill-advised throws. Blowing that game versus Minnesota is the prime glaring example. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Not having that kind of focus on him, I think we see that Josh Allen return to what we saw a couple of years ago, and I think he's going to be an MVP candidate once again. I got him at number five. Number four. Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Everybody talked about Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings being the best receiver in the league. I think that guy in Teal is the best receiver in the National Football League. I said it earlier this week, Amber, he is the master of the long shorty. You give him a short pass, and he can take it long. He can break you down. And next thing you know, the cheetah's right behind you. Everybody talked about Tua Tungavailoa staying healthy. If that's going to be the case, that's fine. But that guy can flip a field quickly. And if Tua's healthy, it'll be a big fact in Tyree Kill who was terrific last year, he could be even better this year. He is fearless. You have to fear him. He can run any route and punish the brains out of people. I got Tyree Kill at number four. Number three. Oh, it's Joe Cool's world in Cincinnati. We're all just living in when it comes to Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. We knew. We had a suspicion. He was going to be good. We didn't think he would be this terrific this early being an elite quarterback. No one thought in a million years that he would make the Cincinnati Bengals matter like that. They might have thought it was a cute story for one year. Uh-uh. That's a team that came this close. They were a personal foul penalty away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs for the stra- second straight year in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And you got all those guys around him, Joe Mixon running the football with the core wide receivers, an underrated offensive line, but there's not a throw that he won't try. There's not a throw that he can't make. It is Joe Cool's world. He's an MVP candidate. I got him at number three. Number two. At a certain point, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes' fatigue. When you're that great all the time, people are like, oh, him again? Oh, goodness. Is there anybody else? That's what happens when you're that guy. He, him, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to stop being him for a long, long time. Everybody worried last year, man, he's not going to have Tyreek Hill. What is he going to do? And Patrick Mahomes said, watch me work. And what did he do? He worked it out. He was a point guard ping-ponging that ball over the place. It didn't matter who was out there. They were getting the football, and they were getting it in due time. And then when he had to be compromised, having an injury on one leg, beat Cincinnati, and was able to get the Super Bowl and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. He's still the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle. But on my list of MVP candidates, he's number two. Number one. I got Jalen Hurts at the top of the list. Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy that – 
does not need a lot to motivate him. Money doesn't motivate him, although it's nice that he has it. He's got a whole bunch of it. He can write a check in this country and every bank would bounce. That's how much money Jalen Hurts has right now, getting that new contract from the Philadelphia Eagles. But it still stings that he was that close to winning a Super Bowl his first time there and didn't get that golden prize, didn't get that gold coin, didn't get that gold nugget. I think when it's all said and done, as great as, great as his numbers were last year, I think his passing numbers are going to be even better. He's not going to have to run as much. They're going to be the best team in the NFC. He's going to be the leader of the pack, and I think he gets an MVP when it's all said and done. I got Jalen Hurts of the Eagles, Amber, at number one. All right, let's start with the good about this list. Okay. It's the best list you've ever made because Tyreek Hill is on it. So let's start with the good. It's the Miami Dolphins. You did it for me, so I didn't have to seem like a homer. I appreciate you, You're Freddie welcome. Coleman, I'm for doing for that. I do think Tyreek Hill is the most exciting receiver in the league. I actually, even as a Dolphins fan, probably wouldn't call him the best receiver in the league. I think for me, that nod goes to JJ in Minnesota. Nevertheless, Tyreek is certainly one of those receivers who is so dynamic. You could Mm -hmm. see him trying to catapult himself into this conversation. The problem for me and why I wouldn't consider Justin Jefferson or Tyreek or any of these top receivers on my list is because I just don't believe the NFL is going to hand it to a receiver even if they should. Again, I want somebody other than a quarterback to win this award, but I don't believe somebody other than a quarterback is going to win this award. Now let's get to the bad about your list. You're way over inflating Jalen Hurts and this has become the show now where somehow I'm like this Jalen Hurts Eagles hater you which really is so are. not the case I Completely. like loved Jalen Hurts lies 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 and more lies this Every is day, so silly more lies In fact, Amber no, I wanted so badly the Dolphins to draft Tua and also still because that was the first round where they had those three picks, multiple multiple picks to in the end of that first round to take yeah. Jalen as well. Like I wanted them to take both because I wasn't sure they were going to hit on Tua right. and I felt really good about Jalen Hurts being underrated going into that draft. I have always been a big Jalen Hurts fan, but this is absurd. Like he's not he's not going to be MVP. He had a great season last season. You just you. put him in terms of MVP. Mm -hmm. above Patrick Mahomes and Uh Joe Burrow. Uh Jalen Hurts this past season, 3,701 yards, 22 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. six interceptions. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Patrick Mahomes, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns. Joe Burrow was 4,475 yards, 35 touchdowns. Did you forget the it's rushing It's not stats? even comparable. The you, numbers like just literally aren't even did comparable. You forget as good the as Jalen was. Did you forget the rushing stats in Jalen Hurts, my that's friend? That's true. Okay, he had the rushing stats. He does uh, what he does with his uh, legs. By the way, Patrick Mahomes, also uh, more mobile uh, than people get Patrick Mahomes credit no for. Question. I'm with you. Josh Allen, certainly a quarterback as well in that conversation. Yeah. He's got competition when we terms of in terms of rushing quarterbacks. Was uh, was this on page two of FitMyNarrative.com? Or? <laughs> it was page one a like halfway Listen, down. If I, if I give his rushing stats and rushing touchdowns, it's not, not going to support my argument. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. This is why I went to law school. People, We're that's building. what a law degree does See, for you. That's the one thing I've learned about trying to debate Amber Wilson. It's not about <laughs> what we believe; it's what can be proven. Exactly. I always make sure I keep receipts on standby because if I don't, that lawyer's going to kick my behind and take names in that courtroom. We're going to give you the biggest storyline <laughs> in a season that has really been buzzworthy in Major League Baseball. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.